As you will recall, over the weekend, this past weekend, Metrolinx rolled in at uh, Osgood and started to take some trees down. The people who don't want those trees taken down, lawyers and um, other people, city councilor Josh Matlow, uh, got active really quickly and they got a judge to give an injunction that stops the taking down of those trees until at least this coming Friday night. We're not sure what will happen after that, but Brian Lilly has a column in the Toronto Sun saying that the people who went after the injunction, the people who are screaming the loudest about not taking trees down at Osgood in favor of a transit stop aren't telling the truth. Brian Lilly, good morning. Good morning to you, Jerry. What's your story? The story is that this claim that these trees are 200 years old is nothing but false. And on top of that, the Law Society of Ontario, which pushed for the injunction and is co-owner of the Osgood Hall campus, the Osgood Hall property um, at, at the, the corner of Queen and University, well, uh, they had several opportunities before this to try and get a judicial review of this property being used for a transit stop and didn't do it until the last minute. That's something the judge notes. So those are the two main takeaways from this. One, the trees aren't 200 years old. Two, the LSO could have stopped this at an earlier point, chose not to, and I don't think that bodes well for them in the uh, the longer term fight. They got the short term injunction. They're not going to be able to stop this, I don't think. No, probably not. It's interesting to uh, wonder why the lawyers, you know, because they're the kinds of people who should be on their game on these kinds of things, would not have responded over the past few years as all of these hearings and everything, these things drag on for so long that they wouldn't have done that in the past. And I, I, I guess to play devil's advocate uh, against your argument here, Brian, okay, uh, Josh Matlow is out there yelling that they're 200-year-old Trees, the outrage of cutting down 200-year-old trees. But if they're 60 years old, they're still well-matured, and it's going to be another 40 or 50 years until whatever tree they plant comes back to having the same kind of look, presence, and shade. Okay, so let's talk about the, the trees and the age of the trees. Um, for people that don't know the area, the, the stretch of uh, Queen Street that Osgood Hall is, is a very well-treated area. It's got trees going the full stretch. It's a beautiful area. You know, an old courthouse building that I think the, uh, the oldest part of it dates to the 1850s, uh, which, by the way, is still not 200 years old. And, and so the claim of the trees being 200 years old has always been suspect. But it's a very beautifully treed area beautiful uh, lawn beautiful gardens uh you know an oasis in the middle of the city uh, but this claim that they're 200 years old isn't borne out by the facts the law society of ontario has a number of audio tours that you can download if you want to tour the grounds if you want to tour the building at osgood hall if you want to tour the adjacent buildings and they're posted online for anyone to grab. The transcripts of these audio tours are posted online for anyone to read. And I'm going to quote to you from it. Contrary to popular belief, few of the trees go back to uh, further than World War II, the Law Society says. Many of our trees, including the lindens, honey locusts, and flowering crab apples, date from 1965. I'm no mathematician, Jerry, but 1965 was not 200 years ago. Yes, they're mature trees, but they have not been living in our city for, for two centuries, the way Councillor Josh Matlow says. 
so you know they're going to take down uh the loss of the uh, the legal documents and the injunction say 11 trees i was down there yesterday afternoon just to, to to tour that specific site i know the area well but i said okay let's go see what they want to take down i could count uh eight remaining trees and one previous tree that they taken down just by looking at them you could tell that they're not 200 years old some of them are very small trees that uh, of no significance and what's going in there in its place a new transit uh, station a transit station a transit hub that according to the projections will carry almost 400,000 passenger trips per day at its peak that's what the ontario line will carry uh 12,000 people per hour at rush hour in this specific station are we going to stop a transit system? You know, people like Josh Matlow say we need more transit. Are we going to stop it because of eight trees? I don't think that that's a good move. What do they want to do? They want to move it to the other side of the street where there's another heritage site with less space, less room, but also mature trees. So if Metrolink says, okay, fine, we'll move it across the street to the, uh, the northwest corner, of Queen and University, you know what will happen next. The same group of people will say, but, 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 but I know we said you, we wanted you there, but there are mature trees there as well. Yeah. And on the other corner, there's a heritage building. And on another corner, there'll be something else. Uh, you know, it, you, you can't constantly say that we need this infrastructure and then try and stop it at every turn, which is what Josh Matlow, who wants to be the next mayor after John Tory, wants to do. All right, I'm talking to Brian Lilly from the Toronto Sun. Jerry Agar in for John Moore this week. He'll be back on Monday, and Brian Lilly is saying that uh, you're being given a false argument by lawyers who came late to the game in terms of a transit stop at University and Queen, where there's already a transit stop. It's Osgood on the subway system going north and south. Um, so we have that. But you also say in your column, Brian, that the lawyers are about to cost us a lot of money. So if this delay uh, means that the the grounds aren't ready by May 1st, then it will be $1 to $2 million per day in delayed costs. The site has to be ready to be turned over to the contractor for the next phase of this by May 1st. And if not, then it will cost us one to two million dollars per day. And that's going to be us. We're going to be paying it because Josh Matlow wants to save eight trees that uh, are bare, they're not even as old as he is. And, I, you know, I, I don't think that that's a, a, a smart or wise that's use funny. of our money. That's funny. Counselor, these trees aren't as old as you are. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but but he's claiming they're 200 years old, and that's what gets people um, on side. Yeah. And I was talking to a lawyer yesterday who pays the dues to the Law Society of Ontario, who didn't know uh, the full details, and, and he said, "Well, when they told me they were 200 year old trees, I thought." Why are they cutting them down? This seems ridiculous. When I told him the facts, he was angry that his dues money was going to pay for this this court fight. The Law Society may end up being on the hook for this. We don't know for sure, but they could end up having to pay that, you know, potentially $14 million or more if there's a longer delay because of this, uh, this injunction. It's already been a week. Um, they could have stopped this. I mean, 
they've been talking about this since 2018. Wait a second, Ryan. I'm not sure they could have stopped it. I think they could have at least raised their concern sooner. Yes, they could. They could have raised the issue sooner. Um, You know, this has been talked about since 2018. There were 17 different meetings. Justice Chalmers, in his decision on the injunction, when you read it, he sounds very reluctant to give it, but says he's got to give a short-term injunction because they've met the test. But he sounds very reluctant because he points out at various points from when the land was expropriated, when the permission to build was granted, all these different points. The Law Society had an opportunity to seek judicial review, and they did not do that, even though they are co-owners with the province of the property. They could have tried uh, to stop it then. They waited until the last minute, until Metrolinx was actually taking down trees. Jerry, I have no love of Metrolinx, but this is a project the city needs. This is a project that needs to go ahead. And by the way, just so people know, I looked this up this morning. I got a report summary of findings on Toronto's canopy cover. This was done by the city. And I I just wonder, how many trees do we have? Because we have people freaking out about the taking down of trees here and there to build a subway project. And we have the tree population of the city of Toronto is increasing at a pretty good rate, first of all. And uh, as of 2018, this was the report that I found, we had 11 and a half million trees in Toronto. So moving a few around, and Metrolink says they'll plant more trees for trees that they take down. We're not in danger of becoming some urban landscape without trees. Brian Lilly, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jerry.